Welcome to Southern New Hampshire University's Social Sciences podcast, Agents of Change. Here we invite students and professionals to chat with us on topics of inclusion and diversity, student success, and their learning experiences. In this podcast, we will hear insights and personal accounts of people who have persisted against the odds and impacted positive social change. Join us as we learn how we can all be positive agents of change. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the case may be. This is Dr. Jeff Zarnick, Associate Dean, Department of Criminal Justice and the Social Sciences here at Southern New Hampshire University Global. And welcome to another episode of Agents of Change. And today we are very, very lucky, very privileged to have a special guest. Her name is Sasha O'Connor, and she's the Director of Operations for The Grow Group out of Tampa, Florida. And if you get a chance to see their website, you'll see that they're doing some remarkable work in the employment sector for people who are looking to obtain and retain meaningful employment. She also does some great consulting, helping students bridge the gap between education and their chosen profession. So welcome, Sashi O'Connor, Director of Operations. Hello, Dr. Zarnick. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for taking the time because I know that you are very, very busy. And I uh, understand you're also, this is your partnering up with your husband, Devin O'Connor. You run the whole show together with a whole brigade of people. So what exactly is The Grow Group? So The Grow Group is a nonprofit organization. Um, we provide workforce development and career services throughout the state of Florida. Devin started the organization 12 years ago, and I came on board shortly after, so I've been with the Grow Group for 10 years. And we work primarily with the Department of Education and their Division of Vocational Rehabilitation to assist people with disabilities to find and retain meaningful employment. Um, we offer many types of employment services and workforce consulting from DEI initiatives, working with employers on how to create natural supports for people with disabilities in the workplace. Um, and then we work with the individuals themselves providing employment services such as job coaching, on-the-job training, apprentice, apprenticeship programs, and we also provide some virtual services as well. Uh, we have a 20-hour classroom training that we do on work readiness and self-advocacy, and then we provide vocational evaluations, which are a comprehensive evaluation to help an individual determine his or her, his or her career interests and aptitudes. Um, so again, those are virtual services we also provide in person, but um, we've been doing that now for 12 years and continue to grow. So on average, how many, say, clients looking to return or get back into the workforce, et cetera, how many do you actually work with on, say, on a monthly basis? Um, with the Department of Education, we receive anywhere from like 40 to 60 referrals per month. And uh, we have about 26 job coaches, and each one of our job coaches has a caseload of up to 20 individuals. So, so what, what exactly do these job coaches do? I mean, uh, or I should actually, let me preface that. Some of these people, that are, they're returning to the workforce. Am I correct? Some are returning. Some are entering for the first time. We work with okay. both youth and adults. So youth okay. is um, 
and the Department of Education use is the age range of age 14 to 22. Um, so they're typically in that career exploration phase, and that's where we help them find an on-the-job training opportunity, or we help them to find an apprenticeship or something like job shadowing, uh, where they can learn about the industry and see if it's something that interests them before, say, going to school for it for four years and then deciding that's not what they like. Um, so we kind of help them put those building blocks together before they jump into an education or employment path. For the adults, it's typically that they are returning to work uh, post-injury or, you know, medical changes or significant life changes, and either they need a whole new career path. For example, I've worked with a nurse that um, got in a bad car accident and could no longer work as a nurse and be on her feet, so I helped her to find a work-from-home like customer service position within healthcare. Um, so that could be, you know, kind of one avenue that we go down, or it could be somebody that's just looking for a career change that's kind of burnt out from the industry, but they need some help as far as job coaching goes, interview prep, resume writing, those type of things. And so we'll help them pivot into a new career altogether. And you mentioned that nurse, et cetera, you deal with, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure, a healthy number of people that are have some sort of disability. And uh, that must be kind of difficult, very sensitive to have to work with these people. How successful are you at placing, you know, people with disabilities and whatever they may be? Um, I believe the last time I checked, our placement rate was about 85 to 90%. And then we also follow their retention. So we want to make sure that, you know, everybody that we've placed in employment is happy and it's, and it's meaningful. And um, our retention rate is anywhere between 70 to 80% as well. And a lot of times, the reason why maybe they don't retain employment um, is not because of the, the position. It's usually because a life change happens. So we're pretty successful, um, and, and also, too, we don't typically advertise, so a lot of our referrals are made by word of mouth, so it's kind of a testament to the services that we provide. We're very person-centered. We take a hands-on approach, you know, we also take a back seat if that's the client's preference. A lot of times, some of my clients will say, you know, I've, I am a higher-level position, like a C-suite executive or medical um, executive or things of that nature, and so sometimes it's just kind of me coaching in the background and helping them to navigate different employment promotions or opportunities. Um, but sometimes I'm actually in there, you know, working with them side by side, whether that's, you know, helping them with customer service at a hotel or, you know, working in a grocery store and helping them stock shelves. So we take, you know, again, it, it's a very individualized approach and we customize it to whatever the individual's needs are. Like I said, it sounds like a very honorable and noble experience, especially when you're working with people who probably maybe at some point didn't think they had much hope uh, getting back into mm -hmm. some sort of employment opportunity that they really like, which can be difficult to itself. I mean, so you mentioned a couple of success stories. What's one success story or two that really touched you? In other words, that you just you would have done uh, for free. Let me ask you that. Sure. I mean. There's a lot, but uh, <laughs> one that just kind of comes to mind is one of my clients who had a significant disability um, and, you know, has always been told her whole life that she probably will never work and that there is not much opportunity out there for her. Well, after meeting with her about four to five times, we did some job research and some inter informational interviews. We went and met with some employers and we determined kind of what job she might be successful in. and. Just from working with her and going out into the community, I realized how much she loved to talk and she would talk to anybody and everybody. And I, we determined that customer service would be her the best fit for her. 
And um, we went into a local grocer and we talked to them and we were able to determine a good schedule for her where she wouldn't become overwhelmed. Um, she had some issues with reading or not issues, I say trouble with reading and understanding certain things. So we created different charts for her for visual aids um, to understand how to do her job and the essential functions of it to the best of her ability. And um, that was seven years ago. And she's still with that employer and still loves her job. And everybody that goes into her store knows her by name and she remembers them and their birthdays and and everything. So that is one that's kind of near and dear to my heart. And I still keep in touch with her and, and see how she's doing. Um, so that that's one example. Wow, I'm speechless. And I can only imagine that actually would probably bring in, I'm assuming, with utmost confidence that the students listening to this, if they haven't got a tear in their eye, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. really is very touching. Well, it just goes to show you that, you know, you're, you're bringing a tremendous human touch. And you're not mm -hmm. just automatonic. You're not just some sort of bureaucracy. So what, and correct me if I'm wrong, what makes you successful is fill in the blank. Thank you. Um, I'd say what makes us successful is our humanistic approach. It's, you know, like I said, kind of putting that person-centered, you know, person-forward approach on it and, and meeting people where they are and not, you know, coming at them with a judgment or saying, you know, well, people have told you medical doctors say, this is what you're capable of doing. You know, a lot of times we receive those records, those medical records, and of course we take those into consideration, but we get to know the person first and understand their strengths from their perception and understand, you know, what, what their interests are and what their likes. And, and then we take it from there. And then we look at those medical documents to kind of supplement and to assist us in, in researching things such as accommodations. But, you know, it's, it's typically about the person first. And we work with, all types of disabilities. So there's no expert, you know, I, I, every case is very different for me. And another success story would be um, a, one of the kind of a C-suite level um, robotics engineer that I worked with. She um, was a quadriplegic and she was working at a university and in robotics and developing really cool things like virtual reality systems and things of that nature. But she still felt that like her, um, her skills were untapped. She had a lot more to give. And so I worked with her endlessly and tirelessly to build a very robust portfolio that encompassed all the things that she could do with mechanical and civil engineering uh, and robotics. And we were able to apply to the FDA actually in um, Washington. And we talked to them about accommodation needs for her, if she was going to be hired, like what the buildings would have to look like and, and all of those things. So it was a very intensive process. And as you know, um, working with the federal government, it's usually panel after panel after panel interview. So it was about a year out that it took us, but she was able to achieve employment with the FDA and has been successful there for many, many years. So again, it, it, there's no kind of, you know, one way cookie cutter way to do it. Every person is different and it's it's all about meeting them where they are and, and assessing their needs. It sounds like a research study for servant leadership. No question about that. And it's also a lesson in what we try to teach, preach and whatnot to all the students, which is grit and perseverance. That sounds like it really paid off. So your efforts are beyond commendation. That's just incredible work. And I'm sure she's extraordinarily happy. So what great noble and honorable work 
you and the grow group people are doing. It's just absolutely phenomenal. And I really want to thank you for, you know, for sharing all these things. I think our students will really be very interested in this because in the social sciences, et cetera, yes, it's about problem solving and serving people at the end of the day. The other thing that you do, I thought is quite interesting. You do work with and you coach, et cetera, and excuse me if I'm wrong, but you work with mm-hmm. a lot of students over at USF, the University yeah. of South Florida. You work with a lot and a lot of them are minority students. Tell me about your work with them. Yeah, absolutely. So in um, 2016, I was approached many times uh, from different students on a side note is that we have a CrossFit gym that we attend in Tampa and it's right near USF. So we have a lot of students that attend over there. And I was asked by many of the students if I would help them with their resume and, and I would do it, you know, just kind of as a friend and and then before I knew it, it was like five to seven resumes that I was writing a week. And I was like, oh, man, what is happening? Don't you have career services? And what are, what are, where is this gap? You know, where they're not finding these services. And so I got to talking to some individuals at the University of South Florida and a really good colleague of mine, Dr. Randolph, and I had met. And we were just talking about some different ideas that she had in starting um, what is called the Black Leadership Network through the USF Foundation Department. And I was telling her about this professional career development gap that I was seeing. And she said, you're absolutely right. I think this would be something wonderful for our students, specifically the Latino scholars and the Black Leadership Network that she was working with. And so in 2017, I started working with the USF Foundation Department, specifically the Black Leadership Network and the Latino scholars, and then the women in leadership and philanthropy, and worked with all three of those programs on their professional career development skills. And it started off very small, you know, 10 to 12 students at a workshop, um, and since has grown where I just finished my last etiquette dinner with 65 students and teaching them proper professional etiquette for dinner and networking. So um, that has been such a great ride, and it's something that I continue to do in the university and something that I feel like, again, brings that individual approach to it. I meet with the students one-on-one. They attend my workshops throughout the entire semester. We have one once a month, and we go over everything from professional communication to social media cleanup um, to how to network, how to talk with, you know, executives and business owners and things where, you know, they can put their best foot forward. So that's something that I've been doing with the university now since 2017, and I really enjoy it. And a lot of the students have have seen much success from working with me in the, in the workshops and, and finding employment after graduation. Oh, you took the next question right out of my mouth. They've been mm-hmm. successful. And what do they owe it to? From what they've learned from you, what do they say? What kind of feedback do you get? Um, I think for them, it's the confidence part of it. It's that connecting the dots. So a lot of these students are graduating. For example, one of my um, one of the students that recently graduated as a graduate graduate of the architecture program. So before he graduated, I really worked with him on finding internships. And I explained to him, I said, look, you have this degree from this university, that's great, but so do 150 other students that are graduating with that same degree in architecture. And there's probably about 30 firms here in in the area. So what is going to set you apart into those 30 firms out of these 150 students? How are you going to shine? And so I worked with him on finding internships very early on in the game um, to job shadowing, to setting up informational interviews, to going to network events. And by the time he graduated, he not only had one job offer, but he had three from the firms that he had interned with over the the two and a half years that I worked with him. So 
that is one thing that I say is it's more of that instead of come in, let's write your resume and good luck. It's no, let's writing your resume is a very small part of it. It's really how can we make you stand out and put you ahead of all the other people that you're going to be competing with in your graduating class. That's exceptional. It's really like building, you're helping them build their own, the business of themselves. And it sounds like you're helping them reinvent themselves from being just a student with a degree, correct? Absolutely. And that's hard work. You make it sound quite easy, but that is a lot of work. It def definitely takes time, long-term. But I'm going to guess again here or make the assumption that your human approach, your, your humane approach, whatever you want, your compassionate, empathetic approach is probably the, the, the keynote or the foundation for your successful work with these students, um, which is really in, very, very commendable. That is a, that's a lot of work to do because I know a lot of students do rely on a degree and thinking that it's going to open doors automatically. And that's simply not always the case that they mm -hmm. have to diversify themselves. Correct. Well, Absolutely. that work is great. So with that said, first, I want to say thank you profusely one more time. <laughs> thank you. And if people or students that said are interested in what you do, how can they contact you? What's the best method? I would say absolutely via email. That's again, I'm, I'm one of those people that likes to talk to get to know you. So I, I don't like to send you through a contact form. Of course, you can visit our website. You can go to the Grow Group and find all of our information. But um, I'm happy to share my email address and they can email me directly. And I can tell them a little bit more about the services that we provide and kind of set them in the right pathway. Excellent. Thank you very much. From the, for the Director of Operations, Sashi O'Connor, and kudos to you, and your better half, Devin O'Connor, for championing uh, just an, a tremendous effort over the last several years, which has resulted in a tr tremendous success for a wide variety of people of all color and shapes and sizes and disabilities and abilities. It's really quite the mosaic that you're dealing with. And I, you know, on behalf of you know, Agents of Change, Southern Hampshire University Global, the Department of Criminal Justice, and the Social Sciences team. I'm Dr. Jeff Sarnik, and thank you again, uh, Ms. O'Connor, and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. You as well. Thank you for listening to Southern New Hampshire University's Agents of Change, a social sciences podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us, and be on the lookout for more exciting episodes. Goodbye for now.